Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. BetOnline remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing. BetOnline is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to the Bet Online website today and remember to use our promo code BLEAV, that is capital letters B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. I'm your host, Dylan Hunsinger, at Thunder Chats. We are part of the Believe Network, and this podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Guys, this is a special episode. We haven't done one of these in a long time. Uh, it's just me this morning. I am on my way to work. I'm currently merging onto the interstate. You might be able to hear my turn signal. So you know what that means. That's right. Once again, you are listening to Thunder Chats. Ho! It's me on a solo pod. It's a throwback to my, I guess, <laughs> I almost said my my podcast virginity, but, well, I said it now, but it, it, it was a bad example. It was my first podcast. Whenever I first got into the game, that was what my podcast was called. Eventually, we all linked up and made the Top of Thunder podcast. So, uh, anytime I get to go solo, you know, I just got to throw it back and do the do the Thundercats callback, the Thundercats host. So, uh, welcome in. Very excited to talk to you guys again. Um, we didn't post a post-game podcast last night because ran a little late. Uh, not gonna lie, it's very sleepy. Um, and Tierney has been working really hard on the socials and getting post-games out. He is a teacher and he has class tomorrow, so wanted to give him a break as well as Alex and the other guys weren't able to do anything. So I said, you know. I don't care to record on my way to work, do a little Thunder Chats action. So here I am, and we're talking about a game in which the Thunder bounced back from their crushing loss to the Sacramento Kings on Friday night against the Phoenix Suns on the road at Phoenix. The Thunder are victorious 111 to 99. Now this was a this was an interesting game because you know we've talked about you know, every game how Shea's been there like with the exception of the Nuggets game and I get I, I can give you the Pelicans game like Shea has been every bit the part of first team All-NBA player NBA All-Star MVP candidate for this city like he's literally carried us on his back time and time again and I, I don't expect that to stop the difference between all the other games and tonight he actually had some help. <laughs> All right, we'll talk about Shea here in a little bit, but for my single large item to get this thing going, we've got to talk about Jalen Williams. Dub put the team on his back today. I mean, I, I can't even say it for the team on his back. 
Shea still led the, you know, led the team in scoring. Shea was still the stabilizing force as the game got late. But early on, we got much-needed offense from Jalen Williams that we just haven't got from anybody besides Shea all season. Ended the game 31 points, 11 of 16 shooting, 3 of 4 from deep, 6 of 8 from the stride. He had one rebound, one assist, two steals on top of all that. Was a plus 23 in the box, plus minus. Like, double great man. Like, he was attacking the rim. He, like, his, his dribble looked so much more comfortable. It's funny, you know, last year we saw him post-All-Star break. Whenever he was putting up these gaudy numbers, he was doing so more finesse than physicality. And over the offseason, you know, we know he bulked up. You know, he had the whole drug test thing. Uh, he was really physical in the 20 minutes that he played in the one summer league game he played. And we thought that was going to be more of what he was this year. Because he is still playing the four. He does still need to be physical, at least on the defensive end. And I think he's doing a good job of doing that. But what makes Dub so special offensively is what he's able to do with the ball in his hands. And what, what he's able to do with the ball out of his hands as well. But... Like he's got a really good handle for a guard his size. He's got a really nice feel for the game. And it feels like he's been trying to play this bully ball that Josh Giddy plays and that, you know, bigs around the league kind of play. But tonight, he really got back in his bag. He had some nice uh, crossover dribbles, some behind-the-back dribbles. <laughs> like, really just pulled out the full bag of tricks in terms of, like, his dribble combos tonight. And... It, it felt like it helped him get into a rhythm. So he had a layup early on. I know he had a couple threes early on. Running the fast break to perfection with Josh Giddy and Casey Wallace, I think, in the second quarter. Josh Giddy outlets Casey Wallace for the lob to dub. And, and dub, it's funny. We get Chet Holmgren, we get the seven footer. Everybody's talking about, oh, we're going to get so many more outleaks than we have had. And, and we have. But a lot of the recipients of these alley oops has been Jalen Williams. Um, but no, man, wait, he was just, he was such a stabilizing force in the first three quarters. You could tell that the message that Mark tried to send the Sacramento Kings made whenever he benched Jalen Williams, Shit Holmgren, um, Lou Dort, and Josh Giddy. you could tell that the message was received because all four of those guys played better in the areas they needed to play better than Jalen Williams was scoring, uh, Chet with the with the effort, Lou Dork with like the hustle and the effort on the glass, like specifically and defensively, Josh Giddy with like passing the ball, like message received, like well done for Mark Degnan uh, tonight. And um, you know Jalen Williams, like I said, he had the offensive output, the 31 points, and we needed that because man, we have been begging all year for somebody to step up aside from Shea offensively. Like, Shea's been doing this. Shea's been putting up 30 to 35 points a game semi-consistently with the exception of those two games. But he's literally been doing it by himself. Like, sure, we'll have, like, 18 here or there from Shea. Um, and, and I think Dub even had 18 at one point, 21 at one point. And, like, those performances are fine, but, like, they're few and far between. And whenever you have Jalen Williams putting up 31 points, showing what we saw last year, why people were 
wanting to say that he was going to be an all-star in his second year is because of stuff like this. Because this is his game. This is where Jalen Williams thrives. And what was special about it is Kevin Durant was Jalen Williams' main defender for much of the night and vice versa. And Jalen Williams did an admirable job on Kevin Durant. Had 28 points. Um, but he shot 7 of 18, and actually 11 of those points came from the free throw line. He had all 11 free throws, uh, shocker there. Um, and he had 3 of 5 from 3, but he had 3 turnovers as well. And Jalen did a really good job. You know, like I talked about, he needs to be physical, but more on the defensive end than the offensive end. Because I, I feel like finesse is kind of his wheelhouse. I feel like that's how he's going to get his buckets offensively. But defensively, he did a good job staying physical with Durant. And it, it was a really fun matchup all night between those two. So, uh, shout out to Dan Williams. You are, without question, the single large driving tonight. Helped us get the dub. And, uh, oh, yeah, Mama and Daddy Dub were in the house at the Phoenix game. So, maybe the Thunder should uh, <laughs> maybe the Thunder should do something to make sure that they are at every game from now on. That would be awesome. All right, uh, kind of transitioning. <laughs> After we do the single large item, it, it transitions to many different names. People have said many small, large items, many small, small items. Like, I don't know. I'm just going to talk about the rest of the games. It's just me. And, uh, I mean, we've got to talk about Shaq. 35 points, 13 of 22 shooting, 2 of 5 from deep, 7 of 8 from the stripe, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, 1 block. And... It was just another one of those games from Shea. And, you know, I touched on how the guys responded to Dagnall's call for kind of the uptick in effort and offensive output from Dale Williams and passing the ball from Josh Giddy and, you know, rebounding from Blue Door and how they responded. Shea was willing to kind of let them work through that in the first, uh, really first quarter, but, you know, first half as well. Um, you know, I think the Thunder were tied with the Suns at 29 in the first quarter. And a lot of that was just because, like, Shea hadn't entered takeover mode. Like, Jalen Williams very clearly had it going early, and they, they let him cook. But when it got down to the fourth quarter, it was none other than Shea Gilchrist-Alexander that was putting a pin in this one for us. So, if you go to the fourth quarter and you look at the stats here, um, so Shea had... Four trips to the line. Four of his eight trips were in the final minutes when they were just take fouling him. Uh, let's see here. He also had a mean, like, just just absolutely, like, malicious intent. <laughs> Step back three-pointer. Bradley Bill guarding him. Uh, it, it was it was as nasty as you could imagine a step-back three-pointer being. And it wasn't the first time that Shea got Bradley Bill tonight. Uh, he had a little crossover combo on him in the, I think, second quarter and pulled up from Mitty and, like, legitimately had Bradley Bill, like, staggering, trying to get back to contest him. And it was, it was the case again with this shot here. Like, executed a step back. And when, when he got to when he got to standstill motion to, like, pull up from three, like, that, there was a good 10 feet, like, 10 to 12 feet between him and Bradley Bill, like, created so much space in that shot it was absolutely insane and it puts it put the thunder up 10 at this point when the Suns were trying to bring the comeback but um 
trying to see. So he had another trip to the foul line. He split the free throws. He had a pull-up jumper in five minutes. So, I mean, at that point, he's already got ten points in the final five minutes of the game. Um, oh, before that, he had another shot. So 12 points in the final seven minutes of the game. <laughs> another shot right before that. 14 minutes or 14 points, and this was, like, shortly after he checked in on the eight twelve mark. And if you, at like, I get his stats, like, his field goal percentage wasn't great last year in the clutch, but if you, like, I don't understand how you could possibly question that Jacob Alexander is a clutch basketball player. Because routinely, he comes in in the fourth quarter, puts the team on his back, whether it's scoring, whether it's spreading the ball around, whether it's locking in on defense. And he does what he has to do to win a game. And like, as evidenced by tonight, like I said, he checked in on the A-12 mark and he scored 14 points for that. Like, come on. 14 was 35 in the fourth quarter. Uh, Shea is him. He remains him. He's still him. And he's having a great season. Uh, I tweeted out his, his averages. Um, after 10 games, now he only played in nine of those 10 games, but in those nine games, he is averaging 29.5 points per game, 52.6 field goal percentage, 31.4 from the three-point line. Uh, that is heavily weighted by uh, his early games in which he was just kind of like throwing them up. He's been much more efficiently recently. I'll actually pull up his efficiency uh, in his last like four or five-game stretch. 89.7% uh, from the stripe. <clears throat> That's kind of shocking because he shot well over 90% last year. I think it was like 92-something. And a lot of that is just not getting to the line, not able to catch a rhythm. Like, I put in this thread that I tweeted out, Shea was averaging 10.9 free throw attempts per game last year. He's at 6.3 this year, so right now. So, four less free throws a game. That's enough to get you out of rhythm. Um, 60.9 true shooting percent, 7 rebounds per game, 6.2 assists to 2.3 turnover per game. It actually leads the team in those categories. Um, 2.1 still per game. Uh, I, I'll have to check where he's at in league standing, but I'm pretty sure he's first or second or third and still per game right now. And 0.78 blocks per game. And with that win last night, the Thunder do, in fact have a six and four record um so let's pull up his stats really fast here because i am curious <clears throat> what his percentages have been in the last we'll, we'll say five game stretch i'll be i'll be diplomatic here well okay we'll say four game stretch he had an over he had an over five performance uh against the pelicans and that that's kind of weighing him down a little bit so uh let's see here and his four game stretch Wow, basketball reference hates me. Cool. He's shooting 37.5%. So, I get it. Small sample size, but, I mean, that is kind of half of his season. And if if he's shooting anywhere around that, I'm, I'm very pleased. Like, you know, we all know that Shea can be an efficient scorer from the three-point line, as evidenced from when he put up 40 points. I mean, <laughs> sorry, shot 41% from three uh, three years ago. <clears throat> and... That's, that's definitely a path that you can get to, and if he gets to there, he's going to be even more scared. Because what's funny is, I think he scored, I want to say 32.1 points per game last year, and he did so on volume free throws. So, 10.9 free 
three throw attempts a game, like I said. And he was shooting, I believe, around 35% from three. And right now, he's not shooting great from the three-point line. He's not getting all those trips to the foul line. He's still almost averaging 30 points per game. Like, that's insane. I, I do think that those things are going to kind of work themselves out. I think they're going to regulate back to uh, coming back to the norm in terms of his three-point three percentage and his free-throw attempts. Um, but until then, he's, he's still doing great. Yeah, I just looked up. He is actually tied for second in steals per game behind Donovan Mitchell. 2.3, Paul George 2.3. So he's tied with Jalen Suggs, Marcus Smart, and maybe others. But ESPN just shows me the top five. Uh, I did do a, not really a study, I just kind of looked into it last year because I was curious about this, and I think this is data that you can use uh, for those of you, including myself, that were worried about Shay's free throw attempts. So in his first 10 games last year, he also played nine games. Shay had 7.1 free throw attempts, which is still higher than he is last year, but as I said, he finished 10.9 attempts per game. So, over the remaining 72 games, oh, that's not what I was doing. Alright, so over the remaining 72 games, Shea had 11.4 free throw attempts per game. So, uh, I, I think the sum is greater than the whole of its parts. If that makes sense, I don't know. I'm, sorry, I'm just saying stuff. Basically, what I'm saying is, don't worry about this 10-game sample size. Uh, even this year, I, I think that it's going to correct itself. Like he's clearly getting, like he's clearly getting. Uh, God, what's the word I'm looking for? He's clearly getting hit by the defenders whenever he's driving, whenever he's pulling up. The refs aren't calling it, and Shea's not going to make a big deal out of it because you know, he's got a—he's very much has a next play mentality. So I think that that's going to regulate. It's going to work itself out. But yeah, once again, shout out Shea. I've been rambling about you, but uh, that, that tends to happen when I'm talking about the NBA. So <clears throat> let's get into some quick hits for the rest of the guys. So Chet Holmgren had 18 points, six rebounds, four assists, and two blocks. 5 of 10 shooting, 3 of 5 from 3, 5 of 5 from the free throw line. And I just got to say, man, Chet had a really quiet game. Like, I, I guess it was because all the focus was on Jalen Williams and then Shea Late, but Chet put together a nice performance. And I, I think a lot of it is he scored almost half of his points early on in the first quarter. I think he had 8, maybe even 10 points uh, at the end of the first I know he knocked down two threes. He had a, another layup early on. I think it was our first points of the game. Um, and so, you know, he kind of drifted away. Uh, was right there with Lou in terms of our starters. Lowest field goal attempts. And I, I it, it's hard because you want to see Chet involved more in the offense, especially if he's giving you this type of type of efficiency. But we don't know where he's at in terms of stamina. We don't know where he's at in terms of his NBA shape because, you know, he went through this rehab. He went through this recovery of his injury. 
And, you know, theoretically, he's had plenty of time to get into shape. But he's a seven-footer. He's got a lanky frame. We don't know how his body's made up. So maybe maybe they're being uh, not diligent. Maybe they're – man, I'll I tell you what, words escape you at 6 a.m. Maybe they're being conservative uh, with his offensive workload because they don't want it to take away from his defensive workload and his rebounding. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Cheddar put together a nice game. We'd like to see him more involved. He was a team-high 27, plus 27, box score plus minus. So, love to see that. He's been doing great, and this is this is a uh, much closer to what we've been seeing from Chet than in the Kings game against the Modest Bonus. Um, let's talk about Josh Giddy. Didn't shoot the ball well. Had 10 points, 5 of 12 shooting, 0 of 1 from deep. But he got back to what made Josh Giddy Josh Giddy. He had 10 assists. He was tied. I don't know. Shea actually led the, lead, or led the team in rebounds. He was tied with Chet for second in rebounds with six. Actually tied with Lee Dort as well. Um, but 10 assists, four turnovers. You, know, you don't love the four turnovers, but like that's still a pretty good ratio. It's like two and a half to one, I believe. I think. I don't know. Math is harder this time. Um, but it was nice to see him look to pass more. You know, he's he's been doing good about being aggressive and straight line drives at the rim, and that continued tonight. Like his, I think most of his points came off of straight line drives, <clears throat> and that's kind of where I want to see him operate whenever it turn, whenever it comes down to um, you know getting buckets in the half court and in transition. But spreading the ball around much better than he has. Um, you can you can confidently throw the Josh Giddy three and a half, five and a half overs back in your parlay right now um, because it, it looked like a point of emphasis, honestly, um, in the way that he was moving the ball around, trying to get guys open shots. Really been looking for his shot more as of late. So, like I said, good to see Giddy get back to his bread and butter. Still has to work out the shooting. Still has to work out the de- the defense because those are still two big areas of improvement for him. But much better showing in terms of moving the rock. Uh, Gotta talk about Lou because you know, his shooting, not great. 3 of 10 from the field, 0 of 5 from 3, 3 of 4 from the stripe. And I cautiously want to say Lou Dort's insanity shooting run is over. Um, but still putting out effort and some stats that shows why we have Lou on this team. So the six rebounds, like I said, with Giddy, tied for second on the team. Um, Lou Dort's the smallest player on the court, six foot three, and for him to go get those rebounds with guys like Yusuf Nurkic and Kevin Durant down there, um, <coughs> credit to Lou and his hustle and his drive and his determination. Had two steals and one block. I forgot to mention Josh Giddy also had two steals and two blocks. So shout out Gid on that end. Um, <coughs> but two steals and one block for Lou Dort, and. <coughs> had to scale up guarding Kevin Durant a few possessions. Um, <coughs> to the point of attack defender on Bradley Bill multiple times. And he was huge. Absolutely huge in the fourth quarter, uh, third quarter, just second half in general, and rebounding the basketball, creating more opportunities for his teammates uh, with his hustle. So even though his shooting wasn't great, shout out to Luke. Um, <coughs> on the bench, just not a lot of good. Like n- nobody on the bench scored more than three points. 
and only had eight bench points collectively three from boom three from isaiah joe three from or and two from aaron wiggins just not great usually you're gonna lose nights that your bench can't at least give you 10 points but that wasn't the case tonight so hopefully it's a blip in the radar hopefully that they shape up and you know kind of get back into the groove of things um you know as the rest of the season goes on specifically as we get into this first game on tuesday <clears throat> but yeah not a not, not a great performance from the bench tonight or not tonight last night um and it was interesting to see because you know case and wallace aaron wiggins isaiah joe have all been playing really good off the bench Jalen williams boom has been doing solid in his minutes off the bench he's my james showing flashes Thomas Bertons, happy birthday, Bertons, got in for three minutes and didn't get a single shot attempt, which is kind of shocking with, with how willing that guy is to let it fly, but to let it fly, but um, yeah, need, like, cannot stress this enough, need a better performance from the bench against San Antonio and moving forward, or else we're screwed. Um, <clears throat> looking at the Suns, the only other thing to note, Brad Beal, struggled in this one 6 of 17 from the field 0 of 5 from deep had 15 points 8 rebounds 5 assists Lee Dort made his night hell Kaysom Wallace in his limited minutes made his night hell um just shout out to the guys on the on the defensive end of the ball like they did it great they did it great um funnily enough in this game the Thunder were out rebounded 51 to is that 33 yeah 51 to 33 okay but they won the turnover battle 17 turnover for the suns seven for the thunder and that seems to be a trend this team does a good job protecting the ball they do a good job of creating turnovers getting out and transition on the fast break if you look at the uh, fast break points thunder at 14 to phoenix is six and so i mean that's that's where the Thunder thrive, man. Like, whenever they're able to get out transition, it's genuinely scary. Like, we have weapons like Shea, who can get it done by himself. We have weapons like Dub, who's going to be running the floor with whoever's passing the ball. We have Josh Gideon, straight line drives. We have Chet, who is very mobile and runs the floor for a big man. And then we have all these weapons from three in transition with Case and Wallace, Isaiah Joe, um, Chet Holmgren on the trail. Like, we have all these different ways to kill you in transition but in order to get out in transition you have to lock in defensively you got to get stops defensively because it's much easier to take the ball up the court on a rebound than it is off of an inbound you can't do it you can create opportunities for yourself off the inbound by playing fast but it's much easier in transition and when I think when this team has its best games, it's going to be because they're locking in on defense, getting stops, and getting out in transition and creating easy points out of that. So that will be something to look for <coughs> as we gear up for the Spurs game on Tuesday. Very excited to see Chet versus Wemby Part 3, Part 1, Team USA versus Team France and the FIBA U19s, in which Chet was victorious at the upper hand. Part two was Thunder versus Spurs. Again, Thunder got the upper hand. Chet got the upper hand. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. It'll be fun to see. There's been Wemby has been as good as advertised. The Spurs have been play, I think, overachieving um, up to this point. And so it's gonna be a fun game. It's gonna be fun to see. 
um, chapter 1B, part 3. Let's get that up. But that is all I have for you guys today, both content-wise and because I'm about to pull into work. Hope you guys enjoyed the solo pod. I will do them as they are needed. I don't love doing solo pods. I much like talking to my friends and my co-hosts better. Um, but I will do them when I need to, when they're necessary. So thank you for listening to Top Thunder Podcast. Uh, hope you guys have a great night. God bless you when you can. You have been listening to Thunder Chat. Ho! Thunder up, boys and girls. Thank you for listening to the Top of Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.